0: Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year, will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th 2022 in Verona, Italy. This year will be an exclusively in-person edition. The main theme of the event will be all-round wine communication, and tickets are on sale now. The second early bird discount will be available until September 18th. For more information, please visit us at winetowine.net.
1: will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food, and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today I'm staying in England, heading from my home in Devon to meet my guest Giuseppe Polifrone, who has created an Italian oasis in East London through his business symposium, which is a a shop uh, and a restaurant specializing in Italian food and wine. Buongiorno, Giuseppe. How are you today?
2: Buongiorno. I'm very well. Thank you. Good. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Yeah, yeah. you, you mentioned that it's a bit rainy in London today. It's the same down here.
2: It is. It's, it's gray and rainy, but still warm.
1: Yeah, and hopefully maybe getting better for the weekend. Now, Giuseppe, I know that you came to food and wine from a very different career. Tell us a little bit about your background.
2: I was born in Piedmont, so when um, I was growing up, I had a lot of wines then in in the house. My my dad was um, a doctor, pediatrician, so we had a lot of um, uh, Alto Piemonte wines, Nebbiolo based, but slightly different from the Altolanghe, So more Gattinara, more um, uh, Lisona, and others. You know, but very, very Nebbiolo. Then when I was eight, we moved down south to Colombia because my dad was from there. And there I just, you know, we had in the house completely different wines, you know, Gagliotto, uh, Nero Davola, Nero la it's, it's, it's slightly different. And, but you know, my, my grandparents used to, to have, um, um oil mill and, um, oil trees. And, uh, my, gra- my grandfather used to.
1: Where, where in Calabria? Calabria on the,
2: on the in them, it's a small town in, yeah, Locri. So where, you know, it's, um, where quite a few actually of them, of them, the local grapes come from. So, essentially, for example, you have a, one of the oldest grapes, if not the oldest in, in Italy, and the smallest DOC in Italy, which is uh, Greco di Bianco di Bianco, Greco Bianco di Bianco, which is just, you
1: know. Oh, yes. Yeah. A wonderful dessert wine.
2: Yeah, beautiful dessert wine, which is I do import as well. So, I probably don't, you know, <laughs> one of the few importers importing this wine, but very, very, very small production. And um, so I grew up in, um, in this environment, and um, so I. I really got interested in wine. Especially, actually, also because my my grandfather used to make wines. they so very volatile. <laughs> and I really didn't like it, so I was looking for new, different wines.
1: Those real vi- Vini Genuini, than those homemade wines.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, that's homemade. Or, you know, you have to drink this piece, homemade. It's not good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I've drunk a lot of those wines.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, really a lot of alcohol, you know, very, you know, very quite volatile, you know, not too much body. You know, we be quite unbalanced, you know. I do remember that. And, um, and a lot of times they, they started, they, they making, you know, they, they started making, becoming vinegar. So uh, that's, that's, that was the other problem. Yeah, that's the other problem. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but apart from that, you know, that's, um, yeah, that, there was, what was that?
1: So, so two different, very distinct, uh, worlds. Oh, completely. Northern Italy, all, Alto Piemonte, where you're in the shadow of the Alps, really, the Alps above you, and these wonderful northern Piedmont wines, uh, from Nebbiolo, from, um, Spana, as it's called up there, and then moving down as a child to this completely different world where your family roots were in, in the far south of Italy. So that's a fascinating story, the two completely different aspects of Italy. But, after that, then you you had a very very different career professionally. Tell us a little bit about
2: this. Yes, I moved to Rome to start to study physics, and um, I graduated and I did my PhD in Rome. Right? But because I still have a lot of interest in, um, in in wine, especially, and in food, because my my dad was kind of a foodie, so he. he he used to take us to all these fantastic restaurants since we were kids. So we have, you know, and I, like, I really like it, and it's because of my father essentially, and also, you know, with the wine. Now, you know, bear in mind that actually in Italy, is each wine has got this food, and this food, the food that got its wine. So it's they going in pairs. <laughs> so Italy, in, yeah, in Italy, wine. Is for food, you know. You don't actually, you know, you drink a glass, but you actually drink and eat.
1: Absolutely, you never really just drink without something to eat.
2: No, and that should be the right pairing, you know. Those people are very, very, very peculiar about that. And also, you know, and I, when I was doing my PhD, um, there was then there was these courses just beside the the institute, you know, the place where I used to do my my studies, and I I, I joined them. I love them. I, you know, I start in, I used to go out with my bag and my box of uh, six glasses for testing. <laughs> Every, you know, a couple of week, days a week, you know, for the course. I did a three years course. It's uh, really loved it. You know, and um, so that's why. Then I started, you know, um, meeting producers, winemakers, you know, wine, you know, wine specialists, and. Teachers, writers. So, it's uh, so, you know, I got into and it never left me. So, I went to CERN.
1: Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, you were a nuclear physicist with an incredible love of. No, that no,
2: was, uh, no, not theoretical physics. Theoretical physics. Uh, you know, more, yeah, more cosmologist start part, you know. Uh, okay. Really, you know, uh, black holes and so on. That's what. But I used to go to CERN and we, yeah, we did the cut. Uh, I worked there for. Couple of years
1: so you were at CERN in Geneva, um exploring the nature of the universe and at the same That's time right. never losing your love of Italian food and wine
2: now th- this is a nice story because uh, you know uh, CERN is a huge organization there are lots of people there, but again, because it's at uh, the border with Switzerland and France, the wine they were drinking there it was very you know french uh, leaning so there's a lot of French wine there. And, you know, and there were this conversation that, you know, French wine was better than Italian wine. And, you know, I disagree. And so we started bringing the Italian wine, for, you know, for friends and colleagues. To Geneva. Yeah. To Geneva, yeah. yeah. Is, you know, to Geneva. That's where I started, you know, getting to uh, contact, um, get in touch with producers and winemakers, you know, for, for commercial reasons.
1: And was that primarily wines from the areas you knew best, Alto, Piemonte, and Calabria?
2: No, it was also from you know from Tuscany, it was also from Umbria from Lazio as well because you know that's why you know and uh yes, but a lot from Piemonte is easy because it was very very close <laughs> you know that's it's, it's just you know sometimes we just used to go there and uh place the wine and come back sure yeah so, that's so really really easy to get the wine at the time.
1: That's a fascinating story and and then how did that translate into your life now in London?
2: I moved to London in 98 and I started working at university as a physicist in 98 you know married, and again same, same theoretical physics and um and then um you know I moved to I yeah, still still get in touch and bring you wine but mostly for for friends because again we used to get a uh, pallet for and a share among friends i mean it's still before brexit it was very, very easy to get a wine, so a week to get a wine and um and then i uh, and then I went to banking <laughs> i moved i moved career once again
1: into banking
2: yeah into finance yes okay and as uh, so i moved uh, i moved career once again and then by still keeping the and then one also, you know, getting the wine for the colleagues and, and so, but then I say, okay, but if I get all the wine for everyone, why should I, I should probably should open a, a place. <laughs> I've been thinking of for days along. I also want to do that. And especially in the East End, when I, when I leave and when I always leave since I came here, there was not a lot of places where you can find Italian wines or the wines I liked um, and the quality of wines I liked and, uh, and they opened um, a fast uh, wine shop in the market in Roman Road.
1: So it was really a way to, um, to keep in touch with the wines you like drinking yourselves. And then you thought, well, why not begin selling? It's interesting, you're actually on the Roman Road in Mile End. The Roman Road is the actual Roman Road of when London was a Londinium, the Roman city, and this was the road to the sea, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, it was the road to Colchester. To Colchester.
1: Yeah, interesting, fascinating. Another Roman city.
2: Yeah, and uh, that's why I called them. Um, I called the first shop uh, Vinarius, it means witness in Latin, <laughs> to keep it. You know, to keep into. You know, in, to keep in line with. You know, with the Roman. You know. Background. And then, uh, and then I, you know, I moved on and I opened, um, I decided I didn't want to open just a wine shop, but I wanted something somewhere where, you know, again, it was a slice of Italy, oasis, as you call it, you know, of the Italian food and wine where you can find, the, you know, good products, but very Italian, what we eat in Italy and reproduce uh, authentic Italian food you know, you eat in the families or in any, you know, restaurant in Italy.
1: Yeah, so somewhere really authentic and genuine, the sort, of, the sort of foods that you would eat yourself in your home
2: then. That's correct. And then I opened Symposium in 2017. So Symposium again, the original name is not, you know, is um, drinking pot. That's what the meaning of Symposium is.
0: Italian Wine Podcast. Brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp.
2: You know, uh, people think it's just you know it's um, a conference, but it's uh, in the old side because also I come from the Greek, you know, ancient Greek colonies of Italy. So I come from the the Ionian, you know, side of uh, Italy, so the southeast where all the colonies of Greece were, you know, on the old on the old times. So I want to keep this. I want to show my roots. Yes. Even my son's name is, uh, you know, comes from from Greek, you know. So it's so there's a lot, lot. It's a personal story there.
1: Of course, yes. Uh, this was at the time when all of southern Italy and, and certainly along that Ionian coast was part of Magna Graecia. Uh, the Greeks had colonized southern Italy and had some. Uh, they've left remain fabulous remains of civilization, and the symposium, being that that gathering of people to drink in an intelligent way I guess to 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 drink wine certainly but to talk about philosophy and the meaning of life and and uh, love and all sorts of other subjects so it's a wonderful name for a business specializing in conviviality
2: yeah because you know so this you know that's correct so, so we you know it's love about you know about wine about life and by food that's that's why we try to you know, to put across to people, you know we are really passionate about what we did, and uh, you know and and
1: in East London, have you found that uh, I, I mean i don't think that there are a lot of uh, places doing this in Mile end and was it a novelty when you came and did you have to develop your clientele or did people start to find you
2: I did I develop both I did develop my clientele you know because people were very surprised that a uh, shop like this opened in um on the road I mean I also live very locally you know because one of one of the major issues here is that when I arrived here I, I didn't I didn't see a place I couldn't find a place where I could go and find my you know Italian you know charcuterie or cheese or wine so I was really difficult in time you had to really travel and uh, and I want something local for the locals and for
1: I guess you would have to have gone to Soho in those days to the Italian delis there or
2: yeah yeah soho oh, Borough market, you know, that's, that's the places where to go, you know, but, you know, but it was a trek. <laughs> it was something that, you know, you could do every single day. You know, it was probably once a week, you know, and, uh, so I want something local. Yeah, you're right. And the people were a bit surprised that, you know, they were open to, to try. That's for sure. But, you know, it, it took a bit convincing, you know, that we were doing the right thing. And, you know, they were selling also, you know, good mindset. Um, affordable prices, you know, and different wines—not the wines you can find in the um, supermarkets, but different grapes, different wines, small producers—and you know, it's a completely different um, framework of what um, people used, you know, used to used to to buy you know
1: sure it's not easy to sell wines that people don't know though with different great names different from different places so it means that you've got to really develop your customer base and they come to trust you and know that what you're bringing in is they may not have heard of it but it's but it's interesting and good
2: yeah that's correct and also you know because i wanted to bring the wines i was more connected to mostly connected to so from my you know from my you know, where I've been brought out, both from Piemont, and the people knew Nebbiolo, but they knew Barolo, Barbaresco, not the other Nebbiolos, because, you know, Nebbiolo is across, sure. across all, uh, you know, Piemont, and it's so different, whether you go to, whether to go to Alto Piemonte or where to go to, uh, to Lange or Barbaresco, or you to move to Malvaltelina. It's, it's so much different with the same grain.
1: Carama just at the base of the Valle Very different expressions.
2: And also, you know, and also I'm, I'm, I really love this, uh, this clone of um, Nebbiola from Lange. She's the vera one, you know, the Nebbiola Rosé. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> She's a yes. very, very, you know, very, very, you know, small production. But I think the perfumes and that, that, that clone scott is yeah, unparalleled
1: yeah you know quite quite extraordinary
2: yeah and um,
1: and and then at the same time you are linking the foods of Piemonte and Calabria through the foods you offer is that right
2: that's correct that's correct we have um we you know, we 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 aim to to the regional food you know of course you know we we have our roots so we probably you know in the in the in the summer and the hot you know climates we do more uh, southern food or, or coast food you know like riviera food you know liguria sure. or yeah. you know southern food, and in the winter we do more on the on the northern side because it's it's, it's more you know it's healthy you know so we do more fish
1: the brazzato
2: yeah the brazzato barolo we did we did this fantastic um, fantastic dish from cheese um you know, that's um, one of the uh, Ligurian you know uh, Ligurian um, iconic dish. We have um, you know, all fish based which is quite um, which is quite nice, you know. And um,
1: And you can get good fish in London as well.
2: Yeah, you can go very very good fish. You can go with fish, you know. They have uh, we are lucky to be very close to the Billisgate market. So we we get very, very, very good very, very good uh, good fish. That's not uh that's that's for sure and uh you know that's uh, that's what that's we' that's be lucky that's 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 the main thing and uh you know and uh, it's, um yeah and also and also you know we come from you know we come from um i come from calabria so calabria is a is a place where uber you know they are they are to be eaten almost every single day, so you know we did a lot of aubergine based dishes
1: right wonderful. Labian,
2: Sicily, caponata and so on the pasta you know parmigiana and so on. you know for example, as I said you know for the for Easter we did this famous iconic dish on the on the on the Italian riviera the liguria so the capo magro. she's uh, you know yeah it's something that um historically is a fantastic dish but it takes very, very long to make.
1: Can you describe the and
2: dish? It's a, yeah, it's a seafood and the vegetables platter. So essentially, seafood. There is a base with um with um fish. Can be cod or can be hake, uh, uh, and then there are prawns. There are prawns, then there are mussels, then there are clams, and then they have all the veggies. Uh, so beetroot, celery, carrots. And it's a cold dish, but it's a, it's a dish for uh, a feast, for a feast. So essentially it done, it's made either in, for Christmas or for Easter, because you need a very good, it takes very long to prepare and it's absolutely fantastic dish. And it's a, it's, a, it's you know
1: so something really special,
2: something very special that you cannot find. That I don't think that people in uh, Liguria now they're making home because it's, it takes huge. So you go to a restaurant; it's all your restaurants are making it. Too
1: much effort, yeah, sure. What would be the the ideal wine to match with Capo mangro
2: I mean, uh, the Capo Magro I guess it's uh, you know something from Liguria would be very you know again it's a Ligurian dish. You know again that's that's the main point. In Italy. So each, uh, each um, dish, essentially, a wine to pair with. It, because it's, um, it's the old dishes are local, you know, in Italy. So we don't have an Italian cuisine.
1: Sure. We have a so very, many regional cuisines, yeah.
2: We have very, very regional cuisines. And the, and the cuisines in Italy change so much from region to region, from town to town sometimes. So I would say a Vermentino would go incredibly well. Yeah, from, from, from Liguria, either right? Colli di Luni or, you know, or something, you know, or, or Riviera di Ponente. But uh, Vermentino will go very well. You know, that's, 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 uh, and another one that, you know, and then, you know, and also if you go down south, I'm very, very passionate about, um, uh, San, uh about Gallopo, which is the grape of, um, the red grape of Calabria, around the red. And Nerello Mascalese. And first, you know, I, I, I liked both. I Before studying them, I didn't know why I liked both. But then I, I found out that they actually they it's the same cross. They're siblings. Yes, that's right.
1: They're, they're, siblings. they're siblings.
2: So they're siblings between Sangiovese and uh, Mantonico Bianco. The Mantonico Bianco that's is right. yep. is one of my, you know, local wines. The Mantonico Bianco is a, a wine that comes from the local area. And the way we, you know, they do a, a dry, you know, Swedish wine in, in there in, in Bianca, you know, that's again with Greco di Bianca. And, uh, and, uh, I love them. And then the, the major development in, uh, in Calabria about making is, is, it took place from in the last ten fifty years where the young, um, winemakers decided to, to make much better wines, because historically uh, Calabria and also Puglia, but Puglia started before making a you know, change in the way and leading the way is uh, they were selling um, they selling wines to the north because they were very high alcohol body that to make you know more body wine wine the north, but they they were they were only after the yield and not the quality, so not quantity, not quality. So in um, fifteen years ago, ten years ago, um, bunch of young uh, winemakers, especially from the Chiro area, they started the so-called Chiro revolution. So they decreased incredibly the yield, and, uh, and they increased the, the greatly the, the quality of the wine. And they're making incredibly fine wines. And if you put a Gallop in a glass, and you put the beer on the glass, you wouldn't know what it is. It's the same color.
1: Yes, actually, both light in color, in spite of being big, in spite of being big wines,
2: very light in color. I mean, you know, Gallopo is a bit light, but the tannins are, are incredible. The tannins are incredible, and the, and the aging potential is fantastic. You know, and that's uh, sorry, Gallopo. You know, can go very well with even you know some. It depends, uh, you know, uh, if it's a uh, young Gallopo, but he can even go with uh, some, you know. Uh, soup dish uh, you know fish soups, and they have a fantastic you know gallofa makes a wonderful i mean i think i'm probably very partisan here but a wonderful rosé. <laughs> you know it's not it's not for defense health but, you know rosette. you need is a food rose you know but for body you know very almost coral or copper colored rosé. that's not you know it's yeah, it's a wonderful color, and they we we'll go. We with uh, the hype. Perf- I mean, uh, there's a place. There's um, there's a uh, uh, a fish dish that in Calabria is very famous. She's uh, made with stockfish, stocko colle. Um, in Italian, it's called stock stocko colle with potatoes and olives, and it goes pairs perfectly as well as pair perfectly with um, with salmon.
1: That robust flavor of the stocko fisso um, being matched by this robust rosato, it sounds wonderful. Is that something you do in the restaurant?
2: We 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 find very hard to find stockfish, but we do with um we do with the salted cod, the bacala. Is, you know, it's technically bacala. The, you know, the difference between stockfish and salted and bacalao is, is the same is the same cod, but one is dried and the other is salted. <laughs> you know, uh, but it's uh, the same. So we. We, it's almost impossible to find stock fishing in UK, UK. Uh, but um, Bacala is uh, we do with bacalae. It, it is beautiful. And it is it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, oh, another thing that uh, we have from, the from not the Locria, but, you know, Palizzi is another uh, small town that in the Roman times was called the City of Wine in, in Roman.
1: Oh, my, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, that's uh, Roman. And actually, it's the grecanic area. So, if you go around that, the coast towards from, towards Reggio Calabria, where you go and you can see the bronzes, the Riace bronzes that actually is more physically absolutely beautiful. You can stop in this, uh, you can stop in, in, um, in this little town and the, all the vineyards, all terraced and overlooking the, the Ionian Sea, actually opposite, you see the Etna. Oh,
1: yes, yes.
2: And it's a breathtaking, Breathtaking uh, uh, view is absolutely fantastic, and they they have a lot of Nerello Mascalese and Nero or Nero or we call Calabrese Nerello or Calabrese because essentially Nero Davola is registered in Italy as Calabrese. So again, it's 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 an open debate whether it's whether it's a Sicilian or a Calabrian grape, but I don't think it really matters because we are so close. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm pretty I'm. Fairly sure that Mascalese is from Etna, but you know, we have a lot of Mascalese on the coast. So, because it's been brought over by the Greek, by the Romans, by everyone who conquered that, you know, the, the South. So, and they have these fantastic wines that, you know, this is a blend. Only the Narello Mascalese, 100% a blend of Mascalese in Nero Daula. And that goes incredibly well. And we have another dish, which is beautiful if you like lamb. By lamb cooked in. Uh, with a white sauce. No, no, no tomatoes whatsoever. Only with the herbs, local herbs, and, uh, and, and, lamb. It's, uh, and the sauce is so thick. It's so perfumed, It's so fantastic. You know, we don't use lamb, actually. We use, um, we use, uh, you know, young goat. So, but, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's another fantastic dish that is still the tradition. And then if you go towards Chiro, where the Gaglioppa is made, where the DOC is from, then you have these uh, uh, the fantastic dishes that I discovered recently because it's completely different cuisine, even though it's the same region. And they have we have these um, octopus oct- octopus with peppers, and that one goes very well again with um because it's quite strong flavor with the peppers. So you can go with a galloppo, or you can go even with a with a um, Greco bianco, but cheese, but it's got a bit body, you know, be more va- Full Greco Bianco Massarino. And uh, what I really like this it it came to the forefront of um the winemaking in um in Colombia as well is Pecorello. It's a clone. Apparently DNA says it's a clone of Greco Bianco, but it's got a huge character. You know, and I don't know whether you ever tried Pecorello, but a couple a producer, they make a wonderful wine, wonderful, wine. not it's not it's not widely known. No, it's
1: not widely
2: known. I discovered myself like ten years ago, ten years ago. So it's not something that you know you you find. And but I used to import, I, I import it as well. So you know, it come to us to find these very very local grapes. You know, you know, for example, I have from Lazio, I have Bellone, which is another. You know, very local grape, bologna.
1: You're taking us on a wonderful journey, um, both from your family roots in, from my life. Alto Piemonte and from yeah, down to Calabria, your life in Geneva, and now this wonderful place symposium you've created in London. It's, you know, where people can really not just taste things, but experience a passion for, for place that is reflected. In food and wine, which is what really interests me most about food, wine, and places. So it's been um, it's been great having you as my guest today, Giuseppe, and I hope our listeners uh, in London and those visiting London will find their way out to Mile End. What um, underground is the Mile End on? What what underground are you?
2: My land is the closest. My, I'm, we were between Bethel Green and my land. You know, I, I, that's what I said.
1: Between Bethel Green and by Victoria Park.
2: Yeah. Exactly, south of Victoria Park. That's what I was to say. You know, usually, usually, you know, having this food and, um, and, and wine pairing. I know people can think that this kind of uh, multiverse or madness, you know, but it's what we are about you know
1: yeah absolutely
2: we are about this you know the italians we italian are about you know all this we are not just uh, single thing you know uh, multi-dimensional we we are you know as i say you know as i said it's like we're living in a multiverse you know where you know where you go from one place to another you know and this i know you can see like you know you can call us you know my kids call it multiverse of madness but you know It's it's, a special uh, experience, as you say. I hope that at least our listeners, you know, are going to appreciate that.
1: I think so. I think so. And I can't wait to visit you myself. So, Giuseppe, thank you very much for being my guest today. And I hope things continue well through the summer. Those wonderful summer foods I'm going to be imagining. And I'm going to try to make my way to Symposium the next time I'm in London. So, thank you very much. And I hope to see you soon.
2: Thank you. And have a good day. Thanks so much.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th, 2022 in Verona, Italy. Remember, the second early bird discount on tickets will be available until September 18th. For more information, please visit us at winetowine.net.